guys, welcome to the exciting new after show for Houdini and Doyle. We're gonna be talking about episode one and two. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Let's like rock out for a minute oh, and like, man. yes. I forgot how dark this music was. It's, well, it like, this works is in the show. Dark and I love it. No, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, this band, I've, I've heard a little bit of their stuff before. Okay. It's all very, very ambient and very moody. Mm. Fits. Fits. It's good. You it's know. good. Hey, guys. Sorry, we're on a little tangent because we really got into that music. Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome to the after show for Houdini and Doyle. We are ca uh, recapping episode one and two because it started last week, but... We're starting this week, and I'm joined by my awesome co-hosts. Introduce yourself, guys. Uh, my name's Ty Matthews. Y'all can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA, as well as uh, various other after shows, mostly wrestling-related, but happy to be here. Woo-woo. And you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. I'm Frank Moran, and uh, you can find me on various after shows here that are not wrestling-related. <laughs> yes. And um, my name is Carrie yes. Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And uh, I had a, a thing earlier today. Thus, this uh, is for a new board game coming out called Cantankerous Cats. And this is my outfit, um, also provided by my friend Samara. Thank you. And um, I was like, oh, wait, we're doing a Victorian <laughs> show. I, I got this. I, I'm I got so my curious outfit. about this game. Yes. Oh, it's really fun. And it's like you're a cat. <laughs> And okay, we can talk way too long about it. Yes, you are a cat, and um, you are trying to get affection from your human. Oh, anyway, we can digress into this. This is incredible. Go We're on my Instagram, and there's a video about it with me, with the creator of the game and stuff. I love but it. But anyways, continue. Um, so guys, uh, let's let's overall feel the show. Uh, what do you think? Very uh, like I. How do you feel about the show? I like the contrast. I like the contrast of how kind of like. Lighthearted, their their dichotomy okay. is. You know, they're very. The show is is being pitched as history's first bromance, and so <laughs> it is yeah. a very kind of like um, I don't I don't know, kind of it's it's a jovial um, dichotomy that they've got, but very kind of like very brotherly, like poking at each other all the time, and mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. obviously vastly different stances on on damn near everything, which I, I like how the the show kind of delves into. Yeah. I don't know, for me, there was, uh, I was always, always intrigued by the Houdini-Doyle relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's an old William Shatner novel that he wrote, I think, in the 80s oh. called Believe. Uh -huh. And it's just a fictional account of what their relationship was like. And that was, like, my first, like, oh, wow, these guys, like, two histories people that are actually really friends. Oh, that, that was really cool. And that was a really cool book that just got really, uh, got me sucked into that relationship. This show... I, I I was excited for it, and I feel like the execution is falling a little short of what I wanted it to be. It feels very much uh, like a, a ticking off of the boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah, right. As opposed to, like, really exploring a lot of different... Because I mean, it's certainly built in uh, two different beliefs. Two, uh, yeah. So, uh, a hardcore we cynic ever, uh -huh. against somebody that's open mm -hmm. to the mysticism of life and seeing how those butt heads. And I feel like, yeah, it's kind of played off a little cliche at points. I was going to say, yeah, we kind of have our Mulder and Scully, and sure. um, I would say how I came to it, too, I'm, I felt like the Adrian Brody Houdini um, thing, like, has it has a similar use of modern music, which I like, and I know some people didn't care for. What do you guys think of the music? Like, the tonal, because it, it is like, they played that song that we opened with, and right. that is definitely not very period accurate, but it kind of maybe amps it up for the modern audience, possibly. Sure, sure, and I don't think the, the music necessarily needs to be 
as period as as you know right. say the the costumes or you know yeah. anything like that it can i think they can be a little bit anachronistic mm-hmm. with the with the soundtrack but but i think it lends itself i think it might be it might possibly just be falling a little short maybe because it's early in the season I was thinking um, that too. I'm just like, maybe you know, a lot of uh, obviously you know dumping a lot of not necessarily exposition, but just kind of like setting the scene. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I think I'm hoping at least it'll it'll kind of get a little bit. Um, I don't want to say better because I'm I'm already liking it, but mm-hmm. but a little bit you know I guess better by the by the later episodes. Yeah. Well, because I guess you figure like a pilot, and then the first the second episode kind of got to restate the concept of the sure, pilot. So, sure, sure, sure. Then hopefully by the next eight episodes, they're kind of finding their sea legs, uh, sea legs along the way. So yeah. by, as you get close to this episode ten, you're like, all right, this show is really firing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about episode one. I'm looking over at Taz's notes here. Get it. So the Maggie redress, mm-hmm. Maggie's redress. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a ghost at the opening. I'm curious, this is kind of for both of them. What do you guys think? If the show is going to go the route of Supernatural is real, or it's all going to be, like, are we going to be on more um, Doyle's side where it is it is going to be real, or are uh-huh. we going to be on Houdini's side where it's always, we're going to have, like, Scooby-Doo, we're always going to find the man behind the mask. I think, I, it, it might be that more so than the former. I think, mm-hmm. especially if if it follows the, the formula of these first two episodes, and I think that it will more often than mm-hmm. not, it'll be one of those things where we're kind of led to believe the entire time, like, oh, Doyle could really be right, it yeah. could be supernatural, and then at the very last second, Houdini pulls something out, and I think maybe it's not until maybe the last one or two episodes where it's something truly unexplainable. Yeah. I feel like it's tough to especially do with such a historical figure like Houdini, who's so notorious for debunking psychics. Uh, I would go around and spend most of his career mm-hmm. doing that. To have him all of a sudden kind of start believing this, I feel like if in his real life he had some kind of change of heart, then that's a great thing to incorporate in the series and you can kind of track how that change happens. But since that change never happened, I feel like it's always going to have to be set up that he is more often than not right, while Doyle at the end can kind of go, but what about this little nugget? And then maybe that's opened the door for this. Mm. Yeah, I, the first two episodes did a good job of like introducing one way, and then it is kind of nice how they're like, well, maybe it's like this, which I think keeps you interested as the viewer, because then you're kind of like, okay, wait, what is really going to happen? Mm. Uh, I personally hope they do go more su- supernatural, at least a little bit, or hint at it, like maybe Houdini proves it, and then Doyle's like, wait. So um, we got the first episode, we have the washing nuns and such, and a murder. Mm-hmm. And we get our boys into the team, but then they meet their constable. Which did you, did you like that like slow reveal of who it is? I right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, and you kind of yeah <laughs> called it out as we were watching, like the very blatant kind of blocking and sort yeah. of obviously holding off on showing who it is and and what you know what gender it was until mm-hmm. the last possible second, because obviously the the chief inspector doesn't want. Doesn't want him to do well. He has, no. he has he has no he has no intentions of actually letting her do any real substantial work. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants her to kind of, um, I guess serve Houdini as they she's need to. She's supposed to nanny, a, a nursemaid, nursemaid, them. nursemaid. Yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and I feel like it's tough with me with uh, time period uh, specific dramas or comedies like that, where you have sort of the the sexist, misogynist authority figures, where it's like I guess that's very uh, accurate mm-hmm. of the time period. But man, now it just seems so like over the top and like one note. It's like, man, I'd like to have him be a little bit more well rounded. Right. So I can at least, so every time I don't think he's a buffoon, every time he shows up on screen. Sure. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make sure if I get you out of an affair, I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> right, oh, right. yeah, I oh. love that. He's like, so he likes you. You're it means clearly, you're having an affair. You're clearly yeah. having an affair, yeah. Yeah, I felt that too. I was like, I like 
the couple of moments of history nuggets of the inequality, but if it's just tooting that same horn over and over and over again, it mm. might get a little old. But there's ways to play it without it being like, like um, her interactions with um, Houdini was a little bit better mm-hmm. um, of their discussions. Right. You know? He's and and I think Houdini is a little bit. A little bit, kind of more casual and kind of more flip about it than yeah. than the chief inspector is. So I think it's not quite as jarring. Yeah. When he kind of makes like offhanded comments, like yeah. then it's it's a little bit, I guess not more palatable, but um, but yeah, like I said, not not quite as jarring. The one thing I do like uh, Michael Weston playing Houdini. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always liked him when he uh, when he I remember first town house when he I played. Was yes. just, I had to go look it up because like I've seen this guy I've seen this guy house <laughs> Lucas yes oh he was so great but I like I, his curls yeah and I'm always a sucker for any time anybody <laughs> does uh, recreates Houdini tricks uh, yeah. on the camera so and, and Those I, I just are like cool. the way, yeah I like the way that it first opens where he's upside down and then mm-hmm. the camera pulls out and spins right, around exactly really nice shot yeah I leaned over to him and I was like of course so this is how they're gonna do sure 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 <laughs> absolutely but it's great and I like how. Um, he does the. What do you guys think of that magic trick later, where the the blood on the ground for Matilda? Yeah, I mean, jumping a little bit ahead in the episode, mm. but you know. We're- no, I think that's always kind of cool, where you can kind of see uh, how an illusionist kind of uh, makes things look real, and kind of takes you like, no, this is not real. This is how you would do this. Yeah, yeah I can easily debunk this because watch, I made you believe this, and here's how it's just corn syrup. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's sort of proving to Doyle like, look, any. Person can do that, like when he, like when he picks the lock. Any yes, human can get through this. Yeah. yeah. And gee, I wonder how you get through the door. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. But you know, maybe it's not a murder. There's a robbery going on too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, you, you see Houdini just kind of going around the room, going, "Hold on a second. You know, they uh, they also do some of the laundry here too. And where's all this money mm-hmm. that, that they get for the laundry? Where's that going?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like trying to think because it's the two episodes. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm curious on what your notes were. Go like, for it. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> oh, what did you think of Doyle's introduction? I love that. The Sherlock Holmes party. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's, he's trying so hard to get away from yeah. that and, and so, write more stuff. No. Yeah. They just they just rehashed another book with one story they hadn't yeah. published before. No, and that was such true so true to life because Doyle wanted to move on and that's why yeah. he killed him off. And yet the, the the public is like, no, we love this character. We do yeah. not want him to be dead. So mm-hmm. wonder what he would think now if he could see like how big the you know just the character of Sherlock Holmes right. has become. I feel like it would just be, be like, this uh, just on on such an exponential scale. Yeah. I mean, we even <laughs> we even saw some like old fashioned cosplay with that guy at the party. Yes. The game is afoot. Yeah. That was one of <laughs> So it was excited. so just genuine and earnest. Yes, it was so like, aw. <laughs> oh, and then I see your note, which actually, here's another thing that happens in a lot of the episodes. What about all the betting? That was interesting. The lots betting of, between lots the boys. Of wagers, yeah. Do you guys wager? I don't do that with my friends. Do you guys do that with friends? I've never done that. No. No, not money. I'm like, I don't have money to throw away. <laughs> right. He's like, exactly. but he's filthy rich, so I mean, sure. I guess he's like, And I think sure. it's, it's, not even, it's not even about the money. It's just like... Houdini's looking for other ways to assert that he's right and just to prove like look I'm I'm so yes. convinced that I'm right that I'll put this much on it. And what what about the authority and audacity that Houdini and Doyle have going to the police station all the time of like yes of course we can come to the police just station and kind always of storming hang in. out Right, 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 right. It's like, what? I mean, it's kind of like one of those, like, alternate Earth realities where you think, like, uh, Nixon and Elvis, when they, you see that photo of them, you mentioned them going off and and he was sending Elvis off on secret missions. Like, all right, Houdini and Doyle, they just actually, you know, what you didn't know is that they solved a bunch of crimes. Oh, (laughs) yeah, no, totally. In uh, 1900s London. Yes. Of course. And then, oh, yeah, well. And they did kind of kick back that timeline a little. 
Because I think they were they were actually friends during the First World War. I thought they were friends when they were a little older. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting now seeing them younger. But I mean, I I would I'm not totally historically sure, informed sure, sure, on sure, that. Sure, yeah. Though, yeah, I think it's a very interesting time period in them too. Mm. So then we have Sister Fabian murdered Lucy because she brought joy to the place. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was right. so dark. It's I, like okay, that whole story. Yeah, and that cut was her real. Hair. Real her gorgeous red hair. I know. Oh, man. But you see how she doesn't really care. First, like, okay, cut my hair, whatever. You're not going to stop me. And yeah. then as she's just sitting out there and her mother has to watch her just being Oof. rained down and getting soaked and just catching pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Dying. That reveal that it's her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you give up your kid. Well, your, your, your child's taken from you, most likely. Because right. all these girls. Then I was curious. And I, probably time period wise, your kid's taken from you. You don't really get them back. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like no, yeah. you did it done. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, yeah, her child comes back, and lo and behold, has a child of her own. History is uh, repeating itself there a right. little bit. And then, oh, how would a mom do that? Of like, well, oh, I felt so, you feel so bad for her because it's like penance for your sin. Exactly. Yeah, she she thinks that she's <sighs> she's sacrificing her child to kind of, I guess, be pure again. Atone for her premarital. Right. <sighs> yeah. See, that's a time period one, too, that I'm just like, you didn't have to let your kid die. But, right. Well, yeah. and then you see that she sets it up where it's like, it's supposed to be three murders that happen. And at the end, yes. you find like the mom's going to kill herself after doing Ugh. the first two murders. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, and that's a pretty elaborate way to kill yourself, too. Slitting your own throat <sighs> right. is yeah. like Oof. more, you know, because there was statistics, I don't remember what some other movie points out, like if women for suicide, it's more likely poison or maybe slitting the wrists. And okay. movies, they do hanging, but. It's generally not like not guns, right. and um, like your own neck is such. <laughs> right. I feel you'd stop. You'd be I, like, yeah, just, right. Okay. Like, oh, you this just hurts. Couldn't, yeah. 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 Ah, yes. <laughs> but we see Houdini play the fa- the part of the person who believes in psychics and ghosts and phenomenon, where he kind of yes. tries to say, like, "Hey, hold on, your your daughter's here." Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I almost thought he was genuine, like trying to be nice to her, and he's like, <laughs> "No, he is not." <laughs> of course not. But what did you think of his way that he figured out what it was, that it was the train? Oh, because he's like, come on, Doyle, let's take the train. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I do like that they all, each of, of the three, really, you know, Houdini, Doyle, and, and Stratton kind of all have their Thank own. You. I was like, what was your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have their own sort Constable. of separate um, methods. Mm-hmm. And I loved her, like, analysis of the handwriting. Yes, yeah, that on was the window. smart. Right, right. Yeah, they're all, but then this makes them a really ideal team because mm-hmm. then they all kind of have their own strengths. They just have to work together. That's right. <laughs> there you got the key. That's the key one there. The, the main, one thing I had to tell is at the end they say, well, how did, if this sort of comes from an inner ear uh, disturbance there, which makes us see this phenomenon, how are we all seeing the same thing? And it's like, oh, well, it's everybody's just, if you think you're seeing the same thing, you're all seeing the same thing. That seemed a little dubious. That, that's me. exactly what I thought, yeah. Well, if you're all like, expecting to see Lucy <clears throat> and they're only thinking about Lucy as a ghost, it kind of made sense, though, mm. because but, you're on that like track of that's who it is. But those three wouldn't know what Lucy looks like, would they? Because I don't think they ever saw a photo of her. They just have her name. They have okay, no that's idea. true. Right. That's a good point. And we clearly, I thought there was some sort of projection happening or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, no, there's something a very visually, clear face. That was a face. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, if it was a blurry shape, that'd be one exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. No, if no, it was something that, that was kind super of specific. could be face-shaped, yes. sort of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was just straight up like, oh, there's a projector somewhere yeah, that we don't course. see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Doyle going to the medium multiple times. Yeah, yeah, trying to talk to Tui. <sighs> yeah. Trying to contact his Tui. Who's in 
She's like more in a coma. She's unresponsive. She's in a coma. She's got TB. Yeah, she's Mm. been unresponsive for six months. Um, So, yeah, he keeps trying to contact her via this medium. Which is interesting because I would think unresponsive at that point without, like, modern medicine. I'm like, is she breathing on her own? Right. How is she getting fluids? How is she... She can't eat. Right. So it's like, how is she still alive? Mm, that's a good question. Because I'm just thinking people today in comas, you know, it's like they have the nutrients, fluids, and maybe breathing apparatus, depending mm. on how she's... That'd be a good uh, historical... Okay, guys, on historical facts on Doyle and his <laughs> wife. Right? How, uh, Let's look into true comas. is that? I know, right? We'll have to look into it. I was going to say, what other random... In tidbits, tidbits did you from, guys feel from episode, for episode one. one? I'm just trying to see uh, if there's well, anything I mean, else interesting. Con- continuing on on that note, he you know he keeps mm-hmm. visiting this medium, trying to talk to Tui. Finally, storms out when she when she says that. Oh, you know, Peace. I've, I've been I've been so I've been so lonely since I yep. died. And he and he realizes instantly she's not quite the medium that he thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I was who looking through this too mm. jumping back sure how suspicious of you were you all of the other girls there I was so suspicious of them of of who's the there the other girls there at the, the um, washing washing oh, nunnery oh, oh I was like maybe it's a group murder yeah and well and you kept catching like side they're eyes like, from each one as they're washing <laughs> the clothes yeah it was <laughs> there's something happening yeah and it was more than just suspicious I mm. felt it was like a weird like guys we have a secret right, right don't right. tell them everyone's just kind of knowing looks to everyone else it was so <laughs> weird I'm sorry. yeah. One thing I did like going back to that beginning as I talked about the recreating yeah. Houdini's magic trick. It's always cool. I and I always love that when you get a chance to go back and see like a historical scene like that because something uh, an illusion you take for granted today, like oh, okay, it's just a setup. No worries, he's not really endangering himself. But how the public reacts to seeing that when it gets mm-hmm. to be like four minutes and they're adding the minutes clock there, and you see the public just standing up and going, "Get him out! Get him out!" It was I always enjoy seeing moments like that. Yeah, absolutely. We totally talked about that too of when we were wa- uh, watching it of the how today. If we don't see it. But that's part of his point, though. Like, don't believe it unless you actually see it. Right. Because mm-hmm. behind a curtain, I'd be like, no, no, no. I'd want to see you in there. I'd want to see you get out. Yeah. Right. No, no way. Would I mean, well, I mean, today. with, with no. well, David Blaine kind of was sort of putting on stunts kind of similar to that. Yeah. Where it was it was out in the public in the middle of, of everyone so they could see. But see, that'd be a little bit better. This mm. is you're on a stage. You're safe back there. Sure, sure. Oh, we kind of, uh, another funny joke, of, joke how much her, his uh, his assistant is such a little harlot with her hair down and yes, walking around. I was like, oh, that little, <laughs> l- little tart. Yeah. That was, give, yeah. Give him the back rub there in the hotel room. <laughs> yes. Oh but, then that, but then that gives him the idea with the alcohol when he sees the vibrations. Moving. Right, right, yes, right. Yes. That was, how convenient. And <laughs> it, it, it's interesting that Houdini's character, we'll see what I'm... I'd be curious where it goes because, like, that party that um, Stratton comes to and mm. there's all the people there, which, except for the king. Right. Um, the actor How much which... can he tap into those resources, you know? Because he did. He was famous. The he famous was well people, known. right. Because, yeah, there was, what, there was Gates. There was Churchill. Um, uh, there's another one, too. Yeah, there's another. I know I have But that was kind of the point. Notes. That's yeah. kind of point. He's like, which one? Right. And he's, and, and yeah, we caught, that was, that was kind of one of the first real mm-hmm. Um, moments of humanity that, that we got of, of Houdini that With he his mom. yeah that he just he wanted to you know his his success yep. allowed him to give her the life that, that he felt that she deserved yeah and so up till that Aww. point we had seen you know the wisecracking yeah. and and the skepticism and everything so that moment obviously very much kind of humanized him in episode one yeah oh absolutely mm. 
Did you at least like, uh, do you like his character with that part? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. I, mean it's, and I feel like when you get to see those historical figures, it almost becomes like a moment like uh, like Castle. Like the reason he's able to hang out with the police department is because he's such best friends with the mayor. Sure. The mayor's able to, able to, to make that happen. So I feel like at any time that the, the police kind of start pushing back, you can just, you know, tap into all these other this historical true. figures. Like, hey, make this happen. Churchill, come on, buddy. Right. <laughs> but still, it's pretty uh, bold yeah. of him to just do it. and be. Like, but then again, he has some very powerful friends. Right, 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 right. What I what do you guys think of the uh, when they break out of the water, his water early grave? Is that water. was interesting. That was really interesting. I thought that <laughs> how are they gonna get out? Yeah, I thought that he would just be able to to kind of get him out like that, yeah. but it ends up being Adelaide that that kind of saves him, right? Yes, she does such a good job. Right? He's like, I almost had it. Almost <laughs> yeah. had it. Yes, using those collar stays. Yes, I know how convenient. I always love a good lock picking scene, though. Like Absolutely. Anybody, uh, yes. When they make it look so effortless, you're like, I want to learn how to do that. We're going to so be bad. seeing so many of those this season. Skill, yes. uh, achievement unlocked. With you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> With paper clips and yep. collar stays and anything that's handy. Oh, maybe hairpins. Because oh, the ladies have the long, oh, hat pins. The hat pins sure. the long. I, th- I think that kind of covers episode one. Yeah. Any other yeah. comments? No. no. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's move on. Let's two. get it. Like, uh, two. Uh, a dash of Arterum. I'm uh, like, yes, Arda. Adharma. Thank you, Adharma. I was like, I'm sorry, his handwriting. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And so we have a suffragettes, another mm. time period one. So see, that was a good way to introduce it without being like, men are misogynists and yeah. like, whatever. It's like, no, it's just that was the time period. Mm-hmm. But then this one poor woman gets shot at by a child. How random. Well, and even even before we get to the to the suffragettes, we see this kind of dream sequence of this boy being shot and being buried. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he wakes up from this dream of, of mm-hmm. him, himself being killed. That'd be a rather disturbing dream. Right. It'd be rather compelling to act upon then. Right, exactly, like, well, which we see. You killed me. Right. I had to put the subtitles on, because the first time he's like, you killed me. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah. Well, and, but and then the, she asks. Like, yeah, it even said indistinct. Oh. M- mumbling the first time around. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then he kind of he once again he acts upon that. Yes. No. And then oh, who prints the ads in newspapers? Because back to episode the first episode, remember when Houdini comes in with a newspaper? He's like, you really printed this of like the nuns and it goes. So oh, with right. this one, of course they find out because it's in the newspaper. Right. So I feel like that's going to be. That I feel like that's going to be kind of a recurring yes. device of like, oh, this is the headline this week. Yeah, that's yeah. right, man. Those Our monster guys. of the week. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's what leads them to storming into the <laughs> yes. office and oh, Houdini and Doyle did it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do like it because the concept is like he claims to be the reincarnation, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, somebody that was murdered uh, like 10, 12 years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm a sucker for a good reincarnation story. And for the most part, like this, I enjoyed this episode much better than the pilot. It was a very mm-hmm. yeah. good way to handle reincarnation of how they did it because like this kid knows stuff. Yeah, he kept at every turn. He kept knowing things that only yeah. Martin would have known. Mm-hmm. And you're like. Right, and even even the dog, you know, you yeah. see the way that the dog, dog reacts. Dog so exciting. Right, and and Doyle even says like yeah. he remarks about the. <laughs> you made the dog act too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Doyle's so like genuinely excited that this maybe is a thing because I wonder if he thinks for his wife, mm. like if she passes, it'd be a way for her to come back to. Him. Oh sure, and I think yeah, I think that we you know we saw in their argument in in episode mm-hmm. one, um, the fact that you know. That this has happened to his wife is kind of driving this hope for something greater. And a good tie-in from two to one is how in one, Houdini kind of picks fun at his wife. Mm. Or, like, your significant other. I forget the exact line. But he does something that, like, 
And two, by the way, my wife's, you know, unresponsive six months and they're in the carriage together and then they're both like, I mean, the constable has no reason to feel sorry, but she's like, I'm sorry, but who do you? just like, oh, I'm an ass. (laughs) My bad. He doesn't really apologize, though. I don't know. I don't know if he would have felt that remorseful. I think he felt bad of like, oh. Mm. Because he remember he said something earlier. Was Mm. like, Right. But I forget what it was. Or... Yeah, I don't know. Like it seems like with Houdini's character, it's going to be very. He's going to be very superficial in the sense where I'm never going to let you know how I really feel. I'm always going to play games with you and never like, share my real feelings with anybody. Yeah. Right. That's, and like, we uh, saw. And we we saw that but it's play out. Chip away. Right. 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 <laughs> we saw that play out in in this episode <laughs> with all the truth trades and him yes. trying to him what trying to bargain with information. Game. Right. It's almost like a two truth. Oh, you should do. They should have done two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie, right? right. And then be even better. Guess which one's real. It's always such a good first day of class game. <laughs> yes, totally. And I like that they tie. That was a great way to tie in one and two because he goes, "Well, you handled the uh, the first one so well." Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> why did you ask such a question? Right. But then, isn't it great how she turns it around later on the train, and she's like, "Well, that's generally a sign of someone who." And she uses straight up, oh, like she's... straight up mm-hmm. profiling, deep, kind of thing, deep yeah. profiling. Yeah. He's like, "Well, this is my stop." Yep, yep. <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah. He's like, "Womp womp." <laughs> yeah. Just the Charlie Brown music playing yeah. as he gets on he's the like, train. <laughs> I'm gonna slowly go away now. <laughs> right. And then, um, you know, they're following this kid who seems to disappear often too. Mm-hmm. They're not really good babysitters. Well, and yeah, Houdini straight up teaches him to, to escape from handcuffs. And then like, he kind of later is like, my bad. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be an MB. My fault. Yeah. I still wonder if, like, if somebody came right in front of me with those kind of handcuffs and showed me and just got me out of them real quick. I don't know if I'd be able to replicate that. I wouldn't be yeah, into it the, the yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, can I see it one more time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slowly. Walk, Slowly. Walk me through it. Walk me through it. <laughs> yeah. Be like, wait, those kids' wrists are so little, I would think he could just be like... Just slip right out, right? Yeah. Now. Those look like bigger handcuffs, but whatever. <laughs> right. Oh, well, we didn't really mention how um, Stratton get, got moved up to not the basement. Yes. She's upstairs <laughs> not, now. Not the basement. Not the basement. Yes. <laughs> of course, yeah. I was like, of course one she's in the basement. One step at a time. Yeah. Yep. But when, uh, we see that when they get over and they, he, Martin leads them to his old apartment that he shared with his wife, B. then you see that there's paintings of uh, Lydia Bellworth. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's, there's some there. While she lied about knowing Martin Upton, I would find like, oh, there is a connection here. She's like, I've never heard that name before. Right. You lie. She's a big old oh, yeah, liar. She, she storms in and with her arm all in a sling. And do you know this name? No. <laughs> she did a good job, though. I totally was like, okay, cool. She's never seen this kid before. Doesn't know that name. Right. I bought it. Full I was like, sure. <laughs> Were you suspicious then? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> You're like yeah. I mean... I don't trust this woman. No, it, it seemed like it was too much. Yeah. Sure. It would be true. It's too early in the episode for her to be telling the truth. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the kid takes us home, goes to his wife's place, and we get to talk to her, find mm. out they had that argument... He had been a busy boy. All over a broken mug. Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of the straw that broke well, the back. Well, he had been the, busy the hey before penny, the mug. <laughs> the hey penny, as she, yeah. as she says it, yeah. Yeah, and all those, all these paintings of the ladies. So, mm-hmm. yes, we learn about yeah. um, Lydia and figure that out. But then it's, there's somebody else. Yeah, There's the blonde. Yes. And we also see that moment there with uh, with young uh, Martin there where he kind of just caresses his wife's face there for a second. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> a little bit weird. Especially knowing later who he is. Yes. You're like. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's a mysterious blonde. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. I like, though, that they said she's heavyset, and then when we actually do see her, I'm like, she's not really that heavyset. No, no, yeah, that was just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I was expecting a little more buxom woman, like, yeah. like curvy lady or something. <laughs> nope. Which, you know, that could be a totally, oh, like how, um, I'm thinking, like, Unsinkable Molly around how they had her in Titanic, like, mm. a, like yes. a, a full-figure woman. Mm -hmm. And this person, I was like, that's not really... But okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or you go, oh, if that's full, if that's like heavy set, then sure, skinny. Yeah. But that could be a thing too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're trying to research this woman on all their methods of how do they look her up, which is a good point in this day and then that day and age. How do you look somebody? Up? Right when they've just got heavy set and blonde to yeah. go off. Of. Darn, you know. <laughs> but then you know, Houdini's on his own track of like, I don't trust Lydia. Mm -hmm. No. No, no, God looks inside the There's safe. There's his lock picking for yes, you. Yes, there you always with the lock picking. I love it. We're gonna see, yeah, yes, yeah. so Lots. much of that. I'm excited. It's so handy. Oh, and the moment when they go to the boys' house and they're all standing in front of the door and they're, he's gonna pick the lock. Like I like that Doyle's like, can you like? He, now he's to the point that he's like, can you help us out, guy? <laughs> right. And then constable's like, no, <laughs> yeah. a police officer. And the kid's just like, key door in. Right. Which is interesting. The kid knew where the key was. Well, I mean, every everything. I think we. I don't know if that would have been in the journal. Which do you we'll not get think to. so? I hide my key under the pot. Dear I mean, journal. that that journal had so much in it. Just That's all true. sort of notes upon notes upon notes. Yeah. I feel like there might have been some Still. sort of reference, like, oh, I couldn't yeah. find my key in the usual spot where it was. Something That's like somebody that, that just it has no censorship about what they want to do. Write down in their own journal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He has a journal, no lock on it. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like Kevin Spacey journals from Seven, where it's just stream yeah. of consciousness, just just everything, every single square inch yes. covered. Yeah. And then actually that ties into how going to the other home, we mm. go see that Martin's home and meet his parents. Mm -hmm. or, and then or Peter's. Jump ahead. Yeah, Peter's they jump home. ahead like, no, wait, this kid is a kid that's gone missing. Right. Tying this to the journal. And then, of course, Houdini's like, eh, da, da, da. Journal. Of course. Which I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty high up. How did that little kid get up? I guess he's got stool. like a stool that's or something. Good. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. and the kid is quite an artist, which is very mysterious. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Which kind of helps with their uh, in reincarnation. They're like, well, he's that's the true. artist. How, how did he do that? Right. And yeah, whatever the other. So then the research, Houdini finds the nice little notebook, mm -hmm. someone's little black book, Ooh. jumping back to that. And then the write down your fear. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're trading notes with the world's greatest magician, like you're kind of walking right, right into that. Right. Oh. And then actually, with the the, would he be the commissioner, the chief? Yeah, I guess the chief. Yeah. Chief inspector. Scotland Yard. Who's in charge? Great Mutton. Oh, he's not in charge because there's somebody else from Scotland Yard. But so he's. Ah. Yeah, I guess he'd be like the like station uh, manager. Yeah, maybe station manager. Oh, that guy is that uh, Grudget? Is that yeah, the guy who's like, ever in Georgia. Well, anyway, with the yeah. great chops. him like the, from the last episode leading to which I would not want to talk to Houdini as much because he's like, well, Houdini highly recommend you. You must be having an affair. So we kind of <laughs> mentioned that. So I like that she's playing into these like these are romantic kind of bonding moments, mm. and she's just I'm gonna jump right in. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> Sweetheart, back it up a little bit. Right, now you're gonna like him, and that's it. just gonna be a problem. Right, that's gonna make things all sorts of weird. And how convenient, actually, speaking of liking, how convenient Doyle has a wife. So then we're not really gonna get a threesome triangle. Not much. No, no, that's true. Because we see Doyle. Because just... how cliche will it be of like the one girl? I can't decide which guy I like. Oh, sure, you know? oh, sure, sure. But yeah. oh wait, his wife. 
He's very dedicated. Right. Very, very much so. Right. And we see him yeah. kind of going through his uh, journey this episode with his kids, especially yes. with his uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Struggling to find, like, well, what can I do as a woman or as, a, you know, in the society that, you know, like my brother, mm-hmm. he, he can do so much more than I can. Right. She's being forced to take these these housewifery classes. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was the bring your mom day or something. Right. Oh, man. <sighs> that was rough. And the dad, we'll jump ahead with Doyle, but yeah, him sure. going, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm so thick and I didn't get it. And that was a touching moment, yeah. He's very cute with his kids, mm-hmm. though. I mean, he's gone a lot. I like his, like, he's having dinner with them. He goes, wait, or no, breakfast. He's like, I'll be right back. I just got the idea. <laughs> right. He's like house. Right. It's like the, hold on, I'm going to book it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Because when we first see that she didn't go to school that day, she played Chucky and he goes up to the room and she's just there uh, kind of crying. I Did you guys have an idea of like why she didn't go to school? I thought maybe she had her first... uh, I thought maybe it was like she's getting into puberty or something. Like this is a weird time. I kind of had that wondering. That's what I thought too. Because that That would be the... hit me at all. I don't have a mom. Uh, Dad, this is awkward. I can't really talk to you about it. Interesting. Though she seems a bit young, but it's not impossible. Right. I kind of wondered that in the back of my head, but I... I Interesting. But then, yeah, he has a discussion with Stratton of like... Did you play hooky ever? And he's like genuine, like, please, as a woman. <laughs> right, right. Actually, there's another one, too. Remember in the... Since we're covering episode one and two, sure. don't mind us crisscrossing. Yeah. Um, I like how he asks her. He's like... Or the both guys. Both guys kind of get her to go interview the kid. Oh, no, this isn't two. Mm. I kind of watched part of two and then went to one. <laughs> that's that's why my brain's a little more... I like how, yeah, I think it's more Houdini. No, no, Doriel says it too. Like, you have a woman's touch. You can talk to the boy. Right. And she kind of, she she explains that, like, she's in this sort of unwinnable position yeah. where, you know, if, if, I, if, I, if I don't succeed, totally. then it's because I'm a bad interrogator. And if I do, it's because I'm a woman. Yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> Just backed into this But this then she corner. totally pulled the woman card with him. <laughs> right. True. Political reference. <laughs> Oh, because because when, really yeah, when they ask her, what are you trying to prove? It's like, I'm trying to prove that a woman doesn't need to prove yeah. anything. Yeah, but mm. when she's with the little boy, it is one of those, like, bad cops not working. So she does the, you must be scared. You right. want to go home. How but do it I works. reach these kids? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it works. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we don't quite know her long-term agenda. But, well, if she really did the afraid to be, un- if she's afraid to be unloved. But she is an attractive, intelligent woman that sure. it shouldn't be that hard for her to find a husband. No, really but I but I think but I think she would be someone with high standards as yes. well. You know, she's she clearly, doesn't want to be a housewife. No, she's not the type that's gonna settle. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's more what she's afraid of is that she won't find anyone yeah. that's, that's good enough or that that kind of um not not appeases her but but you know, is reaches that standard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Because she, she mentions that to him of like, well, I don't want being stuck in those pretty dresses is a bad thing, too. Because mm-hmm. then it's like you're in your little Stepford wife box. Exactly. So. She's just trying to get out of the basement, man. That's <laughs> right. Get out of the basement. But she did. She, she did. got out of the basement. Right off the bat. Yes. Step one. Um, so back to our search for the blonde woman mm-hmm. and learning that Lydia has her secrets. And then she has, um, Stratton has the other information of Martin was a busy boy. Um, but they figure out the from the journal the name of what the other woman is. They're like, let's go there. Mm-hmm. They go find her. And apparently it's a wonderful, elaborate setup. Big old ruse. I like that. That was so cool. I didn't really expect it like that. No, me that. neither, huh? It was a surprise. Did you expect it? Uh, when she, Well, when she had her back turned, like that's when I'm like, okay, that's not really going to be. So suspicious. It didn't yeah. even hit me that either. I me neither. Well, no. And then she, but as soon as it was, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, just back to the door. It's fine. <laughs> Well, they, maybe they didn't get there in time. And they shot it so well that it looks like it's the little boy. Right. 
But, but lo and behold. Yeah, but even if you're trying to set up something, I, and somebody says, "All right, we're, you might we're gonna have you uh, fake being this woman and just put on this this yeah. little Kevlar vest or whatever." I would still be dubious, like keeping my back to this, like, what if she shoots me in the head? Right, exactly. I, yes. I always think about that. <laughs> well, Houdini is that, uh, he he skirts with death. He he's a gambler. Death. That's yeah, true. He is. We see from all his wagers, he's a gambler. <laughs> and how do you know if she's a good shot? So speaking of getting hit in the head, you don't know if she's a good shot <laughs> right. or not. Yeah. Uh, Shooting the leg, the arm, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, jeez. Well, that one, you'd survive and just... Well, you probably, actually, there you go. You would get a bad wound, you would get gangrene, and then you would die. Sure. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you know, it's a flesh wound. <laughs> oh, wait, then it's medical. Can we get to the hospital in time? <laughs> Blood transfusion. Oh, that That's is the, the thing for modern medicine. medicine. You're just like, man, I'm so happy for some modern medicine. Right. But, but yeah, we find out. Sudini, it's all a ruse. He has the... Which that vest too? I'm like, were those really that good of bulletproof vests at that time? <laughs> right, but you got to think like the quality of bullets back yeah, then as well. But the, maybe I'm thinking like I remember projects of seeing Civil War ones that are like big. So I'm like, just giant how strong are pellets, these ones? Yeah, good point. Yeah, I would still think like I would be like riddled over in pain. Like, oh, oh yeah, god, yeah. He could have had a little bit like, oh my ribs. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> just kind of walks uh, it off. But then we get Lydia to confess, mm-hmm. and. I really don't think it's that big of a deal that she should have gone to all this trouble of killing this woman and right. your secret gets out and your careers are over. It's like, well, it is now. Yeah. And then and then we find out she was carrying Martin's child and <sighs> it was actually not stillborn like she thought it was. Of course you're going to trust your mother. Don't look. It's stillborn. <laughs> right. But my mother said. And Houdini says again, you don't trust yeah. anything you don't see. Right. Yeah. And we get to meet the blonde. Yes. So and apparently so he loved uh, Martin. He loved both women. Well, he didn't love Martin. Didn't love those women per right. se. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He was fooling around. Mm. But the blonde loved him, and then Lydia did. But please marry me. I have your baby. Ah. <laughs> right. I think that could piss you off. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know if she had. I don't know if she had. She went to really such lengths to cover up something, which I think may not have been uncovered. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think she had not done anything. Maybe it would have been all right. Right, exactly. Possibly, because, I mean, the kids still would have happened anyways, but it was so hard to connect to her that they wouldn't have her frame, like, perfectly of, like, I have the gun, I did the shot, and it's like, you're, you've you've thrown all this evidence upon yourself of, here, neon target, yes, I did it, you know, it's <laughs> right. like... Yeah. Because I don't think there's any connection that she was pregnant, that she get, that no. her baby, she had her stillborn baby. That She's her, the one who yeah. offered... Mm-hmm. But then she gets the happiness of knowing her baby survived. And now she got to see him. And and thinks she's the reincarnation of your lover. Right. <laughs> you know. There's a lot of weird moving parts A little to bit. But then, you know, they realize, nope, it's just a boy. It's his father. But it's interesting the kid figures out from the journal that that, that was his father. Yeah. And it's I, I love the idea that he, he identified with them so much and that, you know, they were both artists and things like that, that, that he became obsessed with this idea mm-hmm. of becoming him. You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't as, as much like unsettling or, but it, it was kind of like not, it wasn't cute, but it was, it was interesting. It was kind of endearing, you know, yes. that he felt such a strong connection. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'm curious how, in the first place, he kind of figures out that... I mean, did he know that his parents aren't his parents? Did this... He have some inkling? You know, did they tell him? Mm -hmm. Because it didn't seem like the parents ever really acknowledged, like, by the way, he's not really our child. Right, right, right. You know, they didn't really have... 
you know, but then he, of course, goes back to them. It's so cute. It's like then Doyle's like, no, you do have a family. You know, it's like he's like, I don't have a father and my mom's a murderer, which, man, that's some internal conflict to deal with as a child. It's like, (sighs) he has no love for mom Uh at all. Nope. Uh, that is interesting because he is very one-sided. Like, you killed dad. I'm done. Right. I'm done with you. Right, right, right. I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, not even a little bit of confliction there. No. Not even curious. Be like, Mom, so why'd you do it? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I'm just going to shoot you instead. Yes. <laughs> but then um, we, and then as uh, our little trio is leaving, they are talking about his little birthmark. And oh, Doyle's right. like, how convenient. And the Houdini's like, yeah, his scar, he did himself. <laughs> <laughs> just always poking holes. But that's that's kind of who they have to be for each other. Sure. Like, but it's one of those. There's there's a fine balance between someone who's an optimist and someone who's like the pessimist. It's like no, you need to be the realist. Right. Like you do need to balance each other out. Sure. The realist needs some hope. Well, there's I mean there's there's optimism and there's naivete and then there's yes. there's skepticism and then there's just straight up cynicism. Yeah. They're all shades of gray. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I, I healthy medium. That, no matter how cynical, I think uh-huh. you yeah. Yeah. there are things in life that you can't explain, no matter how you yeah, want to try. Exactly. I mean, there's not always a rational, you know, logical explanation yeah. for everything in life. Oh, and especially back then, they. I, I like how Doyle kind of says, like, with all the science, we're proving that like life after death. I'm like, well, you're probably not really, right. but you are advancing in science, but not as much as you think you are. Right, right, right. right. Like, but yeah, being liberal with the word proving. Yes, like, it's like I think that's a very loose term. Right, there, maybe suggest. Adjusting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we see the final truth trade is that he asks her out for dinner, something that they set the initial bet up at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But she knows it's the bet. She knows instantly, right? Yeah. I hope I Houdini's pain, and she goes, I know it's bet, so you're paying for it. Right. And more deductive reasoning there, you know. She's like, you're too eager, he's too interested. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. These boys, you know. Well, can't. I do like his, because the beginning episode, Houdini tells Doyle, like, she's a challenge. I find her challenging. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand why Houdini may be attracted to somebody like that. Mm. Oh, I forgot forget who he marries because i don't think it's necessarily her no i'm like no but (laughs) just thinking of the movie and long time ago books and research stuff but Mm. yeah it'd be interesting where they go with that relationship so i mean any other last bits of comments on the episode before we get into how the show will go because predictions are a little hard so far because it's a monster of the week so far sure yes which personally i think is kind of fun Absolutely. Because it is one of those, like, it is nice to know the show well, and because you see the relationships develop. But right. then it's nice to one-off it. And I think I think we're getting a lot of shows like this from Fox where it's kind of, it is a, it's a monster of the week but with, like, a little twist. Like, yeah. Lucifer, like, it's the devil and he's solving crimes. Yeah. And with Second Chance, like, it's kind of a Frankenstein story. And now it's Houdini and Doyle and it's their yes. solving crimes every week. Or maybe later they'll slowly, like Supernatural, they'll have Monster of the Week, but there is an overarching right. plot that right, we are right, going right. to follow. And I think I think that that'll that'll be the the case. Yeah, yeah. Because it just feels like at some point in a show like this, you have to come up with some like really crazy guy that's going to be like their their nemesis. Sure, uh, that question. challenges them. So I wonder if they're going to introduce mm-hmm. some kind of like wacky crazy guy that uh, can uh, uh, play on both of their kind of uh, mm-hmm. the skepticism and the cynicism, uh, the mystical side. Mm. I was just gonna say Moriarty. Oh wait, that's. In the I was just gonna right. say. I was. I was. Well, I was. I was <laughs> gonna like, say maybe. Oh, maybe wait. someone that's kind of like obsessed with Moriarty and wants mm. to sort of embody him. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. That would make a good criminal because then they're like, you know, obsessed. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, like um, 
I'm like, nope, one track mind, uh, focus, laser, I don't know, anyway. <laughs> what? I'm like, I can't talk right now. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be so, like, just um, tunnel vision of, oh, that sure. they wouldn't be t- in touch with reality as well because they are, you know, kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I guess we may as well just get into predictions. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And now, Wait, do we have, oh. you're after Yes. We've got pink you're lights in here. You're damn right. You are damn right. You are so excited. I always get Why don't you go for it? Just like theremins all over the place. Um, (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think, I mean, like I said before, I think over the course of this season, Houdini might get closer and closer to thinking maybe. I don't think he'll ever be, you know, completely turned, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think like, you know, Doyle will just be chipping away at him, um, you know, each each week, I guess. Um, I think there might be some sort of Moriarty influenced character somewhere, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a, a season arc or whether it's just you know a monster mm-hmm. of the week, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my most specific one is we'll see someone that really likes Moriarty coming after Doyle. Yeah, I could see that like somebody like uh, introduced like in episode five or something like okay. that, and then you see them come back for like the season finale. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I. It's hard with any show or movie where it's based on real people because you kind of know right. what's going to happen to them eventually right. or their mindset. But I think obviously there's quite a bit of artistic license being taken in Historical fiction. Yeah, because it'd be nice for Houdini to maybe have some, besides the skepticism, maybe some doubts in that of like maybe there are things that are I can't explain, mm-hmm. and then maybe it'd be nice for Doyle to be like not quite as needing to believe. Right. Because, I mean, it's great. His motivation to want to believe and contact his wife is fantastic. Like, that's that's noble and, like, romantic and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like, you need to tone it down because it, he's just, it's that he's going to be obsessed. Like, his life, it's like just that thing. You need to live in the present and not be contacting the, well, she's not dead, but, you know. Right. That idea. And, yeah, I think he'll probably be Monster of the Week for a little while. Hopefully it will just be a big overarching baddie soon. And it would be nice if they flirt with the idea of it actually being supernatural a little bit more. Right. Like maybe go in that realm of unexplained, but maybe not necessarily proved one way or the other. But one of those, hopefully there are some episodes where they're like, well, nope. I'm thinking thinking that's where this season is going to end. I'm I'm thinking that's going to be the cliffhanger at the end. Sure. Something just straight up like Houdini thinks that he solved it and thinks that he explained it away. Mm -hmm. And then there's something that completely refutes that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be tough to watch episode after episode where you know the formula going in. Like, exactly. it's going to be mystical, yeah. and we right. know it's going to be not. Okay, great. You're right, exactly. Yeah. On, on a long enough timeline, they're going to have to start subverting that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with historical fiction, like, either two approaches to it. One is where they make uh, unexpected uh, connections that you hadn't really thought of before. Ah, yes. Which I do mm-hmm. enjoy that. Or you go, like, the Quentin Tarantino route, where you do Inglorious Bastards, where you just yeah. take an event like that and you completely change it. Sure. Which I love that. It's like, I and I'd almost rather see that more in historical fiction to take that chance mm. and just... Tell a story that is just great with those uh, with those already already historically established characters, but you take them in a completely different yeah. direction. Sure, like, I enjoy that just as like a one off story. That's great. Sure. And so if they did something like that, where you could explore more of the mysticism, we're not adhering as uh, mm. as strictly to their timelines in their real life. And I think that could really open up the show to a lot of fun stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm, it's very curious to see where they're going to go with it because you don't want it to be too pigeonholed. Oh, there we go. That was another word. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but you know, they need to be able to take some liberties. Because mm-hmm. it is, 
I mean, like, look at the logo and, you know, the <laughs> steampunk almost, it is like, thing very, in the show. Yeah, stylized. It's very and, fun and very well, it's, and modern. It's, it's like we were saying, it, 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 kind of, it evokes the, the sort of modernization and the stylization of yeah. the guy Richie Sherlock and, yeah. you know, the, and the Adrian Brody Houdini, you mm-hmm. know, like, the way that these historical period pieces are kind of being stylized with modern devices. Now, the question is, are they doing that to bring in a more modern audience uh. or make it more accessible or just to spice up what we already know. I think probably to make it more accessible. Mm-hmm. I think people people tuning into a primetime show on Fox don't necessarily want to see a dry, stuffy period piece mm-hmm. about the actual Houdini From the and BBC. Doyle. They want to see a show <laughs> that's being marketed as history's first bromance. Yeah. There's a reason, there's a very pointed reason they're using that very, very modernized <laughs> term in the marketing campaign. I think I haven't seen as much of the marketing campaign, but it's very <laughs> yeah. funny. I think I've seen a couple of the things, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I'd be curious to see how long, I mean, hopefully the show goes and gets another season or two, mm-hmm. but you wonder, like, how long, because I don't know how, how long Houdini stayed in London. I assume that's he traveled around. Right. But Doyle could travel to America. Oh, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Second you season, know. they're all in America or something. Yeah. And then, sure. But then, would Stratton wouldn't go, though. Mm. Why would she leave England? She's right. on assignment. Yes. There yeah, you she's go. investigating what the American yes. crime procedures the, are like. The inspector just wants her out of the country. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or she is on holiday and happens to be there when something goes down. Oh. And then it's like, I need to help you guys because right. you need my help. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And then, yeah, she's, you know, fish out of water. Like, oh, yeah. this is how you do police uh, procedures in America? Oh, my yeah. gosh, you guys. She's like, let me show you. <laughs> right. I oh, Real quick, um, just visual style of clothing. I just want to talk about because I was thinking of her, her bobby outfit. Um, the British word for a police officer. Okay, um, sure. It's British slang. Sure. It's, yeah, I I thought clothes were really cool. Hmm. Um, it is. It feels accurate-ish with a little bit of a fun I, kind of flair. I mean, flare. yeah. If you look at especially Houdini's um outfits, it's very much like all of the photos you've seen of mm-hmm. Harry Houdini as that mm-hmm. very that very particular style of collar yep. and. And uh, His yeah, colorful vests. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that green suit that Doyle was. was I was rocking. just gonna say Doyle was in a lot of green suits, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more than one. Yeah. And then we have um, Stratton in her police officer uniform, which is actually rather fetching. Mm-hmm. It's a good looking outfit. Well, speaking oh. of Houdini's look, uh, again mm-hmm. going back to that magic scene there, yeah. where you see the old school poster where it's him in yeah. the chains and stuff, but with Michael Weston. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was cool. Like, all right, cool. It's a good. There's a fun way to do historical fiction because it's something yeah. we already know as an image, and they're like, well, let's just kind of adjust it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If I'm Michael Weston, I want ha- I want that in my house. Right, uh-huh. exactly. Absolutely. Be like, no, really, that's me. Cool. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up. Yeah. Unless we have any other... No? I think that's it. No. Uh, let let our lovely viewers know where to find your lovely selves. Uh, you can find this lovely face at, uh, at Ty Matthews PMA on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I'm on various other after shows, Monday Night Raw, right before this one on Mondays, obviously, uh, as well as American Grit and Lucha Underground on Thursday nights. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Find me other after shows like The Night Manager with Carrie Lane as well, Legends of Tomorrow, Crowded, uh, Getting Ready to Do Masters. Have so many more. Just a few, my goodness. Few. <laughs> and hey guys, you can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And yes, you can find me Tuesday nights, Night Manager, uh, Wednesdays doing Vikings, and Mondays before this one, Hunters. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Give us a thumbs up, please. Uh, comment down below, five stars on iTunes, all that great stuff. And hashtag, because yeah, we love to keep the discussion going with you. And again, YouTube comments, because those are just so much fun to read. And, <laughs> no, but really, we do like your comments. Again, thank you so much for watching. Go follow AfterBuzz and all the awesome social media platforms out there. And we'll see you next week. 
Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.